down Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Trevor Zegris. That's it. That's the podcast. What, you thought it was something else? Yeah, we're going to talk Trevor Zegris, obviously, and a little bit about last night's game at the Shark Tank on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What, you thought I wasn't going to talk about Trevor Zegris after what he did last night? Just undress. Anyway, hi everyone, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, and I've been covering hockey for a long time, but... It's been a while since I've seen a player of this caliber. All right. Um, don't forget that you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for making Locked on Anaheim Ducks your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including Odyssey. So make sure to check that out. Follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show at LO underscore Ducks. So first, I want to sincerely thank you all for making last week a huge week for this podcast. And this is officially Ducks pod- Locked on Ducks number 397. Yep, 397. That's where we're at. All right. So let's talk about what happened last night, shall we? Let- let's do that. It was a fun one for those of you that were fortunate enough to get some kind of feed or some kind of video. Because as you may or may not be aware, neither the Ducks nor the Sharks, they didn't put video or live video for last night's game. Oh, goody. Okay, so no video. We have radio at least. Oh, we have a couple people shooting video? Okay. Yeah, I like that. So we got some video. Uh, As far as the game went yesterday, it was a fun one if you're a Ducks fan. Not so fun if you're a Sharks fan. And there's maybe one or two of you listening that are Sharks fans. If you're a Sharks fan, just go listen to the Chompy Boys. The content boys that locked on Sharks. They, they're probably a little bit... Not a little bit upset because it's preseason. I get it. It's still preseason. The games still don't matter. But it still sucks. I mean, hey, look who's back. Mason McTavish is back. Woohoo! Yeah, he actually scored. But what I really want to talk about is Trevor Zegris. What? Did you expect anything less? I've been talking about Trevor Zegris for the past two years on this podcast. Ever since World Juniors in 2020. World Juniors in 2021. His time at BU. His time in San Diego. His time with the Ducks last season. If you've been a regular of this podcast, or if you've been a regular Ducks fan... For the last few years, then you know the name on everybody's lips is Trevor Zegras. He had a sick goal in game last night, at least in game during. Wait for it! Wait for it! The power play. Yes, you heard that right. The Ducks scored on a power play. And what about that line out there? You had Max Comtois, Ricard Raquel, Sonny Milano, Jamie Drysdale, Trevor Zegras, all out on the power play. I counted maybe. Four or five cross ice passes. That's something that the Ducks had not been doing the past couple seasons. On average, and I actually had to look this up the past couple seasons and do a little bit of research. From the previous couple seasons, on average, the Ducks would get about two passes across the Royal Road on average during their power plays. It was stagnant, it had no movement. 
it was lacking fiber, in other words. So it was really bad. The fact that they only got two passes on average, by the way. Sometimes there'll be power plays where they just pass it maybe three or four times and it'd say on one side and they dump it around the corner, around the back, behind the goalie. That does not count as a cross-ice pass. That just gets to the other side via, you know, going behind the net or it would leave the blue line and it'd get to the other side. They didn't do well on getting through the Royal Road. So the fact that we had five of those passes in about 30 seconds yeah this is something that the ducks have been needing to do for a while now and this is the personnel to do it with like i mentioned raquel comtois two of your top goal scorers on the team milano who had been injured milano i've been talking about him too he's not an overrated player he's pretty underrated actually when he's healthy Milano could be a huge asset to the Anaheim Ducks and one of the most useful forwards that the Ducks have. Then, of course, you have Jamie Drysdale, quarterback in the power play, something that he's adept at, something he was very good at during juniors, and also very effective at with his time in San Diego. So Drysdale starting to gain more confidence on that power play role. And, of course, Trevor Zegris. He was right there, right to the goalie's left. And here's the funny thing. That's not his spot. His spot is on the... Well, actually, his spot can be on either side. Left side, right side. Once he gets that one-timer going, it is pretty unstoppable. So that put the Ducks up 2-0 on the power play at the time. And the Apples did go to Sonny Milano and Jimmy Drysdale. Yes, the Sharks did come back again. Logan Couture scored in the power play. And Thomas Hurdle. Oh, that that goal hurdle. A lot. What also hurts was Hampus Lindholm got beat there on that goal by Thomas Hurdle. Lindholm misses assignment and so did Jamie. That's not really like them. But it is what it is. So that made it 2-2. And we went to overtime. Overtime, the Ducks had... Four on four for a long time. Actually, there were maybe one or two whistles throughout the entire overtime. Yes, there was a power play in overtime that led to nothing. So for the remainder of the maybe two and a half minutes, it was four on four action. No goals there. So what did we do? We went to a shootout. And you guys know this is coming. I'm going to talk for about five minutes just about the shootout. Ducks fans that saw this, you've got to be pretty freaking excited about that, right? Well, you should be. We'll talk about that after this brief word from DirecTV. Hey, do you feel sick of juggling remotes? Do you not want to buy another device again? Then DirecTV Stream is just for you. Let me tell you about this simple way to get all the entertainment you love without all that crazy hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows, game shows, variety programs, all in one place. And the best part, 
There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right. And this show is also brought to you by GetUpside. So, Ducks fans, there's an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the the GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code HOCKEY and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.55 cash back. Here in California, that's a big deal. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code hockey to get up to 50 cents gallon cash back on your first tank some people who drive a lot like me i mean hey bakersfield san diego anaheim el segundo yeah i drive a lot so i could definitely save 50 cents per gallon on this and you could cash out anytime to your bank account paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands once again that's the free get upside app and use promo code HOCKEY. All right. So let's talk about the shootout, shall we? Let's do that. Trevor Zegris was one of the shooters. In fact, he was the last shooter on last night's shootout. Whew. That was fun, wasn't it? Actually, no, no let, let's go through the shootout. Let's go through the whole shootout because why not? So going into that, it was, you know, two to two. So then we had <sighs> Dolan and then Comtois, both missing. Actually, they both got stopped. Uh, Gibson got the good stop on Dolan, and Comtois got stopped by Reimer. Then it was Rudolph's Balsers, who rang it off the goalpost. And then came Trevor Zegris, and what he did was amazing after that. It was so amazing that I just kind of have to, like, play the whole thing in my mind because when it happened my first thought was oh like I had a holy you know what moment watching that mainly because I've seen this before but it still looks good every time this is something that he does practice during warm-ups he does practice this on camp during practice I mean and thank you a Big, big thank you. And I'm going to give him a shout-out because he's my buddy. Shang Peng. Shang Peng does cover the Sharks. Yeah, I'm, yes, I know I'm buddies with people that cover the Sharks. No, nah, they're all good people. Uh, Shang actually used to cover hockey down here in SoCal, but has since moved to the Bay Area. So got to thank Shang for the great video of Zegris just picking up the puck, kind of not nonchalantly, but I love the caption that says, Nice and easy for Zegris. Zegris does make it look easy. We've seen this time and time again. Yeah, just kind of circling around like nothing. Picks up the puck casually. Goes all the way to the boards casually. Goes to his left. Kind of brings the puck back and just slings it. He just slings it. Like, it was a great snapshot just over Reamer's shoulder. This this was a sick goal, folks. It was nasty he just kind of brought it back, reared back from the slot, and just let it rip. 
What I also love about that is the little, you know, like, bring the hockey stick back like a sword. Like, heck yeah, that's how you do it. Got a little bit of swag there, a little bit of, you know, other players that have done that very move where after they score the goal, they'll put the stick all the way back, right, like a sword. Yeah, just everything about that was sick. It was absolutely sick. Now, Barbashev did get a chance to tie the shootout, but he was stopped by Gibby. So that resulted... Sorry, Barbanov shot it in the shootout and got stopped by Gibby. So final score, 3-2 to two in a shootout. But back to Trevor Zegris. Yeah. I know I'm talking about him a lot, but so what? Everyone wants to talk about Trevor Zegris. He's done great goals like this before, and this is something that we need to get used to. We need to get used to seeing this because Zegers is just that amazing of a player. And Reimer is not some Barracuda goalie. It's not like you're scoring off of Martin Jones. No, this is James Reimer, who's actually a pretty adequate goalie. Might be might be their number one goalie, probably number two goalie for the Sharks, but still an NHL caliber goalie. And for Zegers to just pull off that move with that much ease... Just imagine when he does like a few dekes and just completely undresses a goalie or undresses the defense. And I'm going to go back to earlier this year because, you know, this was a pretty good goal. Not his most spectacular goal, not by a long shot. You got to go back to seven months ago when the San Diego goals visited the El Segundo Reign during the weird AHL season. And Zegras got off on a break on that one, and this was against Jeff Berube, who's also a great goalie. And I still remember this. I still can't believe I saw this live, where Zegras put the puck on the edge of his blade and just flicked it in. Still, to me, one of the most incredible goals that I've ever seen in my entire life. That's how good Trevor Zegras is. And I know I did make the quote-unquote prediction, or the hot take, whatever you want to call it, that Trevor Zegras is only going to play half the games. Look, I know I said that. The only reason I said that is because of who is still the head coach and who is still running the show in Anaheim. We know who's still running the show in Anaheim. That doesn't make it any better. That convinces me a little bit more that perhaps Zegras won't play every game and I'm still convinced that Zegras will have a little bit of time in San Diego because of the coaching. The Ducks have a ton of talented forwards that are just waiting. They're chomping at the bit ready to play. And Zegras has admitted this several times. He's not sure that he's going to get a roster spot. That's why he's playing his ass off right now is he wants that roster spot. He wants to get on the Ducks right away. He doesn't want to start in San Diego. That wouldn't be the worst thing for his development. But... I could see it could be either way. Right now, it could go either way. He could be a duck. He could be a goal to start the season. We just don't know. But Zegris has looked impressive during the training camp. But we'll see how the rest of the Ducks look. I mean, we still have a couple more preseason games. We still have the two games against the LA Kings. Those are going to be a little bit more telling as to who's going to go up to the Ducks or who's going to go down to the San Diego goals. And we do have some roster movement that we're not going to have time to talk about today. 
because we're already running up on the second break. So we will save the roster talk for tomorrow. As far as like who's been cut, who's going to San Diego. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Right now, we're going to head into the second intermission. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust. And guys, you ready for wild card baseball? Because you got Dodgers Cardinals. I know Dodger fans are extremely nervous, and they have every right to be. Then you have Yankees Red Sox again in a one-game playoff again. Surprise, surprise. But hey, we have the NHL starting up, the NBA starting up, and you have the NFL in full season mode. So if you want to check all those lines out, head over to betonline.ag and use promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. All right, we're going to head into the intermission. And we're going to talk a little bit about a couple players that have looked good and who may not have looked so good. And we will get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and this show is brought to you by... Rock Auto, which has all the parts your car will ever need. They've been family-owned and operated for over two decades. They have amazing selection and reliably low prices. They beat the big box stores by a mile. I've got some windshield wipers from there. They work fantastically. I'll be getting some more parts from them. So once again, head over to rockauto.com in the How Did You Hear About Us box Tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit more about last night's game. Who still needs some improvement? There's at least one player on there that could still use some improvement. You probably know who that is. First, here's who looked impressive. I talked about Zegras a ton. I talked about Jimmy Drysdale a little bit. He has improved a lot, especially quarterback in the power play. He looked terrific all game yesterday. He had 22 and a half minutes. He looked solid. Yes, there was that one little defensive setback that he had. But aside from that, he looked fine. He looked really good. Sonny Milano, I thought he was extremely impressive playing 15 minutes. He could play more minutes. I think he should get up to about 16, 17 minutes. Ramp him up to that third line. He's he's there. He's ready. Put him on there. Let the kids play. Sam Steele also, for my money, uh, looked pretty good. Face-offs could use some work, but, you know, he was fine. But the one player that does need work, and you know where this is going. So, according to Hockey Stack Cards, there were four Ducks that were well below average as far as the rest of the players, as far as game score is concerned. Simon Benoit, Sam Carrick, Ricard Raquel, and Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah, those four could do some work, but I'm going to talk about Shattenkirk again. Him being out there is starting to become a little bit of a liability. He did get the one assist for what it's worth, and offensively, he's still a pretty okay player. I feel like there's just some, there's something missing. I don't know what it is. 
But Kevin Shattenkirk is not the same player that he was three or four years ago. Is is the age catching up? I mean, I don't know what exactly is going on with Shattenkirk, and that might be the only explanation for that. But for the amount that the Ducks are paying him, you would hope that there would be a little bit more output as far as the big stats go. And even the underlying statistics, even the analytics, they say Shattenkirk is not worth the $3.9 million that the Ducks are paying him. And that's unfortunate, too, because Shattenkirk was an outstanding player with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Probably one of their best players for a couple of years there. Well, I shouldn't say one of the best. When you have Stamkos and Hedman and a slew of others, yeah. But Shattenkirk was a solid piece of that Lightning lineup when he was there. So for Shattenkirk to just kind of drop off a little bit with this, maybe it's the system. Maybe it's the coaching and not Kevin Shattenkirk. Maybe Shattenkirk just doesn't fit in with Dallas Eakin's plan. So it could be a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, but that's who I see needing more improvement. Uh, someone else that I have liked a little bit in the preseason and in training camp, Buddy Robinson. He's he's looked pretty okay. I could see him I could see him being a depth piece for the Ducks. That's what I could see him as. Alright. That's who was important yesterday. We'll talk about the roster, not shakeup, but we'll talk about the cuts that were made and we'll talk about what the goals lineup is going to look like. We'll do that on Thursday. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about who was cut and what the Ducks roster is going to look like going forward. We're going to talk about the Ducks a little bit more tomorrow. And we'll focus on the goals a little bit on Thursday, as well as talk about Wednesday's preseason tilt with the LA Kings. We'll talk about that on the Thursday podcast. And that leaves Friday. Yep, Friday. Today's episode number 397. Tomorrow will be 398. And Thursday will be 399. That's all I got to tell you for now. All right. So make sure you listen in. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. Once again, it is free and easy to download. So make sure that you make Locked On Ducks your first listen because we're available on all platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure to follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show. More importantly, follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. And finally, I just want to sincerely thank you all. Last week was a big week for Locked on Ducks, so I hope that we can make every week going forward just as big a week. Cannot wait for the season to start. We're only eight days away, or Temu Solani days away, from the home opener next Wednesday. So once again, thank you all so much. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Fly together.